It's 88.5 WFDD Public Radio for the Piedmont. This week we're examining the lives of refugees who call Greensboro home in a five-part series called Unsafe Haven. Earlier this year, a tragic apartment fire at the Summit Cone Apartments killed five young refugee children. Yesterday, we reported on the property management company that oversees those apartments, Arco Realty, and its history of code violations. Today, WFDD's David Ford explores the many agencies tasked with resettling these new North Carolinians and the challenges they're facing in search of safe, affordable housing. Hey, Yusuf. How are you doing? Good to meet you. Ali Al-Kasrachi, his wife Marwa, and their three sons are Iraqi refugees living in Greensboro. Al-Kasrachi ran a design shop in Baghdad, but after surviving two assassination attempts, he and his family were forced to flee. They arrived at Piedmont Triad International Airport last year with limited English and even less knowledge of their surroundings. Their story is like so many refugees who come here. Thankfully, they have support. Refugee resettlement agencies and their partners are with these families from day one. Organizations like Every Campus a Refuge, ECAR. Yeah. <laughs> Every week I surprise you. <laughs> Here, a tutor is working with one of the Al-Kasrachi children to help him acclimate. Nonprofits like this also provide temporary housing as well as community, material, and sociocultural support. Faculty and student volunteers assist, driving to appointments, arranging for vaccinations, even after the families move off campus. What definition of crown best fits its use in the second paragraph? They're not saying the um, the regular crown that you wear right. on your hand. They're saying like the kings and queens. And what's another word for that? Many refugees arrive in the U.S. penniless, unable to speak English, and heavily reliant on these groups to help them navigate their new surroundings. ECAR founder Dia Abdo says that Greensboro has been welcoming refugees for 40 years. Along the way, it's developed a strong infrastructure for supporting newcomers, especially given the city's small size. But at the national level, it's a different story. It allows for a very short period of time for adjustment, three months. Um, it provides very limited financial support for people to gain self-sufficiency. And so I think we need to look at the refugee resettlement program in general and the kinds of support that refugees are getting from the federal government. To make up for the lack in federal assistance, resettlement agencies are having to get creative, says North Carolina African Services Coalition Executive Director Million McConan. We always say that, I mean, resettlement is not a one-agency job. We have to bring everybody together and so that uh, this is a private public partnership in the first place. And so that is really helping people in the longer term to assimilate into the community and so that they can be self-sufficient and independent. But even after leveraging community-wide support systems, local faith organizations, colleges, and advocates, one challenge looms over the rest, housing. It's very tough. I don't know how you can put safe and affordable together. Resources are very limited. And we don't find that many landlords that make an exception. And even when landlords are willing to meet a refugee's bottom line, there may be trade-offs. This was the case at the Summit Cone Apartments, the site of the deadly fire. Roughly two years ago, that complex, run by Arco Realty, was condemned later renovated and eventually brought back up to code. 
Holly Sienkiewicz is the research director for UNC Greensboro's Center for New North Carolinians. There, they provide additional support to refugees once resettlement services expire. She says ARCO needed to fill units and saw an opportunity. They contacted resettlement agencies offering a discount for refugees to be placed there. They essentially waived the security deposits and they gave them one month rent free which is essentially saving each client $1,000. That's a pretty big deal when refugees come with such limited cash assistance available. Sinkovitz says agency walkthroughs revealed no red flags and leases were signed. But following the fire, inspectors were brought back into Summit Cone where hundreds of code violations were discovered. Rodent infestations, leaking pipes, faulty wiring, and the complex was once again condemned. Andrew Young was a UNCG Community Research Fellow at the center for several years. He says what's lacking among the various resettlement agencies is not goodwill, but something more basic. In a public meeting before city council members and agencies, uh, one of the refugees questioned the system. Uh, He stood up and quietly said, um, I only have one question, and that is before refugees are settled here, uh, is there any coordination? and the room went quiet. Here's a snapshot of what these agencies are up against. The immigration debate, funding cuts, and recently lowered caps on the number of refugees allowed into the country, which tightens their purse strings even more. So, Young says local government officials need to develop a bigger game plan, beginning with affordable housing. It seems to be more of a system of holes rather than real structure. I mean, if you imagine like a Swiss cheese and it's a lot of holes, well, I believe we have a system which is mostly holes. But there are efforts underway, and now there's a renewed sense of urgency. A large, brightly lit lobby is filled with African refugees, many in colorful native garb, and some accompanied by interpreters. Sitting behind folding tables are representatives from Legal Aid, Guilford County Schools, Community Care Network, and others, but most are here to find a place to live. We only have a few property managers here so far. We think that more are coming. However, this is just one step in the process of helping the residents from across the street get into a new apartment. That's Greensboro Housing Coalition's Brett Byerly, pausing for interpreters as landlords hand out brochures and renter's applications. This is the city's first landlord fair. Byerly says the need for affordable housing has never been greater. After the Summit Cone apartments across the street were condemned, these families were given just four weeks to relocate. We're saying to people, we will give your landlord $1,500 for your first month's rent and your security deposit if you can just find a place to move into, and they're not coming back to us because they can't find a place to move into. That really tells you a good piece of the story. There's money sitting on the table that they're not able to use because the affordable housing stock is just not there. By affordable, he means three-bedroom units for about $800 a month or less. For the El Kasrachi family, just three young boys and their parents, finding this small apartment was challenging but doable, says Dia Abdo. But I've noticed that the folks that we've hosted on our campus from the DRC or Uganda tend to have larger families, multi-generational families, and affordable housing for larger families can be very, very hard to find. So finding a house or an apartment for nine members, 10 members, 11 members is incredibly difficult. 
difficult but critical for the well-being of North Carolina's newest neighbors and for their ability to thrive while they work to make this city a home. For WFDD News, I'm David Ford. In our next installment of Unsafe Haven, David Ford looks into what city officials and others have done and not done to address the dearth of affordable housing in the Gates City.